everybody. And it's Sunday. And it's very gloomy. Both to look at. And then it was very gloomy yesterday with the Vikings game. Ugh. But <laughs> today's another day. What can we say? I mm. think some coaches weren't coaching. <laughs> some pretty dumb plays. I didn't get to see the game because I was at Hennef, uh Lakeshore Players Theater yesterday in White Bear Lake. And if any of you guys want just a local awesome theater, you need to get a hold of them. Lakeshore Players, I think it's .com or something like that. But it's called Hennef, um, uh Theater in, in White Bear Lake. It's at the north end right across from Rudy's Red Eye Grill type thing. We went and saw She Loves Me. And what it was was set in 1934, and it was about a, it's kind of like she, you got mail, you know, mm-hmm. love story type thing, you know. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't like Christmassy themed, even though the it it ends up, you know, they put up Christmas decorations, stuff like that. Yeah. But, but it was just fun. I took uh, myself and some of my girlfriends, and then we went out to eat afterwards. And so that was their Christmas present this year. Going to see a play and having dinner. Well, that's a nice evening. Yeah, so it was very fun. And what was so nice is that, Basically, we're all done by seven. <laughs> so, do you do the matinee and then yeah, dinner the, afterwards? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the play started at two. And so, yes, it was very, very good. So it was, it's pretty cool. So anyway, so I did not get to see the Vikings, but I heard a lot about it. So you sat with agony and watched or what? Yeah, I mean, I I said you saved yourself from grief because you really just sat through that whole game and you're tense and... It hurts in your stomach the entire time, and then you no. go into overtime, and there was like so many miss sacks, weird plays, Mullins choosing to pass on the first and goal, which I still can't get over. And we got the touchdown, but that was one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen in football. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, huh. Anyway, it was a pretty heart-wrenching game, because no, it doesn't take away our playoff chances, but it does kind of put us in the position, like, what are our playoff chances when we don't have a quarterback that can't get through a game without pooping himself? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> well, that's that's the remain to be seen, isn't it? But, oh well, it mm. is the season for miracles? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I, I, well, that's good. I'm glad going that, up against the Lions. I'm glad I didn't miss. You know, uh, like you should have seen this game. You know, I'm glad I didn't. No, I'm not saying it was a bad game, right? But I'm the objective opinion of what's a good game and a bad game. But it was a hard game to sit through as a Vikings fan. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, here we go. That's why you know we we. That's why all of us Vikings fans have broad shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> For all the weight we have to carry for the team. <laughs> Sitting hunched over in disappointment. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so hopefully you got some questions for me. You're not too busy shopping. I just can't believe Christmas is a week away. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, it's almost here. <laughs> so I got to get my Alaska boxes up. I've sent two up. Um, I see a pre-Christmas. It's for the whole family. Just gets and giggles and stuff. I think I told you I got a snowman that laughs like you know how kids laugh. I love when a little kid laughs. The he he you know what I mean? Yeah. It just makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the snowman kind of bobs, you know, and he's laughing, he's laughing and you can't help but laugh and then all of a sudden he farts. <laughs> 
I'm sure they love that. Oh, the kids are going to love it. They haven't gotten it yet. Well, they might have got it yesterday. But, yeah, because, you know, the kids, especially boys, they're all into that at that age. You know, oh, you tooted, you tooted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought I couldn't help but get that one. I've gotten, every year I didn't realize, six, six years now in a row, I always get an animated, it does something. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of obnoxious ones. <laughs> so I think uh, Cassandra's going to be very happy with me that... <laughs> Hey, you know, if anything, this has just caused a lot of laughter in the house, and she doesn't have to listen to it too much. <laughs> so, so we'll see how it goes. So, your Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I think we talked about it, but I can't remember. Yeah, I'm. We're pretty locked into our traditions. Uh, we have a Christmas Eve party with some longtime friends of the family, like my grandma's best friend and. My dad grew up with their son, so they're best friends. Oh my! And they host a Christmas party that we bring we bring food it's potluck style and it's very swedish so we do like swedish meatballs and oh, nice cucumber salad and lefse mm-hmm. yeah, i love lefse so uh, that's really fun i like here. doing that no lefse i love i put gobs of butter on it and roll it up and eat it my mother is calling me right now and you know i grew up with her berating me for calling her every single saturday while she was on the air <laughs> and she does it to me now every single weekend <laughs> Don't you love moms? You know, <laughs> you we're, I was thinking that, you know, without moms, there wouldn't be really Christmas anything. Because it's all moms are the ones that usually get the gifts, decorate mm-hmm. the car, does the cooking, gets the gathering, you know, and the guys just kind of sit there with their beer and watch the games, you know. <laughs> and so uh, it's usually moms set the tradition. And, you know, if it, it really was, you know, that's true. If it was left up to the dads or the guys, they... There'd be nothing. You'd just, yeah, hey, Merry Christmas. I'll give my dad some credit. He's a really good gift giver, and he always does the roast. Ooh. Okay. Um, but, you know, he's he gets assigned his cooking task, but okay. he likes doing it because then he can avoid socializing because okay. he gets to be in the kitchen. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. No, my husband, Will, he's a, he's a good cook when he wants to cook. Uh, and, you know, he's always used to be so busy uh, between farming and then a full-time job. And now the last couple of years that he hasn't been as busy, he's made some concoctions that were very questionable. <laughs> Uh, you know, but he's made some really good stuff too. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, and he, but he's just more meat and potato. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's your beef and here's your, here's your potato. Here's the gravy. No vegetable. <laughs> no anything else. But that's fine. That's fine. You know, the old farmers, meat and potatoes, meat that's, and potatoes. That's bit me and my dad. We have a ski vacation coming up, just the two of us, which will be fun. That's in February. And, we are going to an expensive place, so we're not like planning on eating out so much as just staying in the condo and, okay. and cooking in. And I promise you, at least twice we'll have like a uh, cream pasta and just steak. Ah, that's okay. our favorite meal. Oh, that's good though. That's really good. I like maybe that. we'll throw some peas in there. Oh, there you go. No, that was good. I love, my favorite. I love garlic buttered noodles. Oh yeah, can't go I, wrong. I love those. No, oh, well. okay. Now that I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully you guys got some questions, that's all. And uh, hopefully every your week is doing good and you're not overwhelmed with Christmas. And, you know, it's about giving, not getting. And uh, it was really cool. They did a, a Sunday morning, um, on Sunday morning this morning, they had that secret Santa, you know, that gives $100 bills away. You know, every year he goes and gives these thousands and thousands of dollars <coughs> Where is to he? different people. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and anyway, so this teacher down south decided he wanted his class people, uh, kids, to understand the the power of giving and the feeling you get, feel after giving. And so they did a fundraiser. They won eight, They got $8,000. The kids did it all on their own. 
and then they looked and they where 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 are we needed the most okay and they filmed going up to somebody like in a in a in a store you know here you know and all everybody's crying the kids are crying <laughs> you know what i mean and then they interviewed the kids afterwards on the feeling and every kid said i've never felt anything like that in my whole life that is just it was like priceless and it really is it feels so good when you know you can give and it it means something to somebody. It's not just, well, here's a present. Hope you like it. <laughs> you know? And so anyway. So hopefully you got some questions for me. And we're going to, of course, do Christmas trivia. We're not done with that yet. And remember, this is the last live show. I won't be here the next two weeks. What are you going to do? Are you going to be jumping for joy there? What do you get two Sundays in a row? You don't have to come in. Uh, I get, I'm busy, you know, on Christmas morning. I'm stuck like Thanksgiving with my partner, her Family lives five minutes from my family, so we do double Christmas morning. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's a busy day, and then New Year's, we're going to go stay with her family. They have a cabin, and uh, they rent a cabin in like Hay- Hayward, Wisconsin. Ooh. And so we'll go hang out there over New Year's. Oh, that's cool. Okay, here comes a question. In what century was the first written use of Xmas? You know, the X and then mm-hmm. M-A-S, okay? In what century? We'll be back. This is a good I like this one. Very positive. You know, when you think about it, most the Christmas songs are kind of sad. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. A downbeat, you know, type thing. So. Well, this Lori's been on this rant lately because of Cher's new Christmas album. She loves how poppy and energetic it is. Yeah, I heard about that, but I haven't heard Cher singing any songs or anything. Has it been played on the radio? Yeah, uh, she's got DJ Play Me a Christmas song. It's gotten a lot of play, but maybe not on like the classic stations. I really don't know. So Cher has a total Christmas album? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I must have been under a rock. <laughs> I, it just, you know, we've been talking. Well, Lori's been obsessed with it for the past two weeks. But oh, wow. Check well, it I've out. Heard it's it. good. Yeah, I've heard it, but then I've, well, I've got, gotten bits and pieces. I haven't mm-hmm. put it all together. So anyway. Apparently, there's some really interesting tracks on it. Cool. Man, I can't believe that. Because I did hear an interview, I think, with Kelly Clark's. Uh, that somebody, maybe Lori and Julie played it. Yeah, she did. They did. You know, where she was saying that she really wasn't inspired over all these years to do a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. And now it just came to her and thought, it, she was sung with somebody, I can't remember. And it just, things just started rolling. So. Yeah, she said but, something like, I did share Christmas never made sense until yeah. it did. <laughs> and then it's like, you, you look at this album and like, oh yeah, that's a share Christmas. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's cool. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Okay, okay. What century did we start using the X for Xmas? What century? Um, 1800s? Okay. Nope. 16th. 16th. Really? 16th century. The X is in Christmas comes from the Greek letter chi, C-H-I, which looks like an X. The letter X has long been used as an abbreviation for Christ since the Greek word of Christmas begins with what looks like an X. Christmas was often written with letters, you know, chi, the Mm -hmm. letter X, and then R-H-O with the letter P, okay, which looks like XP. The the chi, ryo, however you say that symbol, represents Christ looks like this. So that's where we got. I always wondered where the X came from, Xmas. Yeah, and I feel like Xmas, you have such a sense of that phrase as being like modern yes, and yes. like an abbreviation. Like, yep. Yep. No, it's, it, it's old. It's it's very, yes, yeah, yeah, 16th century came from the Greek letter chi, C H I, 
which looks like an X. Well, hey, learn yeah, something so. new every day. Oh, that's my job here. Hey, folks, we got open lines. Everybody shopping out there? <laughs> Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. For those of you that don't have you me on speed dial after all these years. But anyway, so hopefully you got some questions for me today. Otherwise, I'll just talk your ear off. And me and Ellie will just kind of share Christmas shopping gifts and stuff like that. But no, who, who, who you bought what? Well, we can't do that because then they'll know what they're getting so never mind <laughs> lord knows we can talk never, but you yeah. don't want to listen to there, it there you go there you go um now you know obviously with the holidays we've been working on uh, i've been giving you homework and hopefully you've been working on that sitting on the leash ignoring the dog don't look at them don't touch them don't talk to them don't do anything if the dog's paws take about six foot leash and put about three quarters of it under your butt and sit on it and you only want to give the dog enough leash if he lays down he doesn't um he doesn't you know the collar stays loose all right. And then t- just take your hand like I take my right hand and put it on my left wrist and just rest it in your lap. And then don't look at them. Just, you know, look around, whatever, watch TV, read a book. No, now, at the beginning, don't read it because you got to be ready to, in case you, he, the dog comes up, you don't have to say hi and get into your face. You know, they put their paws on your legs or whatever, that you turn your head sideways because remember a side profile to a dog is a calming c- signal. And you lean forward and you bump them and give a growl. Ah! Okay, don't push them. Bump them, ah, all right, and then don't look at them because the dogs are always like, "Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me now." So by sitting on the leash and ignoring them teaches, especially if you got a high energy dog, this teaches them how to calm themselves down by themselves without any help from you. So that's why it's huge, huge, you know, to to teach this. And the goal is is that when you sit on the leash, eventually the dog lays down quicker and quicker and quicker and just relaxes. And so then you can start multitasking. You can read a book, watch TV, crochet, whatever you want to do type thing. But the whole thing is you have control of the situation and the dog isn't controlling you. All right. And remember, we never, ever give the dog attention if they bark at us. If they come up in front of you and bark at you, don't lean forward and go, what? What do you want? Uh, do you want to go potty? Do you want to treat? Do you want to play? Okay, now the dog is starting to train you to when they want things, not you deciding when you're going to do things. And then when they start barking at you for everything, oh, that can get pretty obnoxious. So that's why we don't want dogs to bark for anything. They can sit and look at you like, and then you're going to run in your head like, okay, what? Uh, is going to have to kick body or are we going to play? What are, you run in your head to decide what you're going to do with your dogs, okay? And remember, at any age, any dog can learn anything. So that's why don't say, oh, my dog's five years old. He can't, I can't, why bother? Why bother? Your dog ain't dead yet. And if you would find your dog, if you would lose your dog and I'd find him, I have rules and I stick by those rules no matter how, you know, if I have a dog for a week or for a lifetime, because that's what dogs need. Same with our two-legged kids. They need rules. They need guidance so they can make better decisions and be a better productive citizen, whether it's a two-legged kid or a four-legged kid. So give a holler, 651-641-1071. So the whole thing is, is that before you open that door, when people come over, please have a leash on the dog. And so you've got control of the dog. So he, and then remember, you step on the leash about, it depends, practice this. So when you go to step on your leash, take the hook, 
the handle of the leash and put it in your right hand and hold on to it nicely. And then your left hand is going to be on the leash. And if you come to my classes, you have a knot in your leash so you know where to put your hand. Because a lot of people don't know where to put their hand on the leash. And so they're either choking the dog or giving him too much leash. When you're, when the dog's shoulder is by your left side and your arms are relaxed at your side and your hand is on the leash, the hook of the leash should rest on the back of the dog or alongside. That's where you want to put the knot in your leash so that you know that, okay, when I'm relaxed and the dog is correct position, shoulder by your left leg, that there is no collar pressure. Because when you go for a walk, you shouldn't even feel the dog down there. All right. And if you do, then you're either not using your training collar correctly um, or you don't have a training collar. <laughs> so and every dog's different as far as what works well for them. So do, now your dogs, uh, Ellie, you have well, you're very dog orientated. Yeah, I mean, but like, do you use training collars like for Stanley or through the years of you having dogs? Yeah, we used one with Nikki because um, she was a husky. So walking. <laughs> when when she wasn't running with my mom was like right <laughs> well husky's pole yeah so That's what they were bred for <laughs> so she had a collar that was a prong collar okay. that we would like snap and we eventually stopped using that because it, it just got to a point where she needed it. Didn't, well that's the whole all the purpose of all training mm-hmm. collars they don't all once they understand you taught them the words and what's politeness and you need that you don't need the, the training collar you can just use a buckle collar or to, then use a harness you know i'm only against harnesses when the dogs are pulling you know like the front end front end is off the, <laughs> off the ground and the back end is just Power, powering off their hips in the ACL to go forward. That's gonna you're gonna blow ACLs. You're gonna have hip problems, shoulder problems. But if the dog walks politely, just like on a training collar, then there's no problem using a harness. But most of dogs are not trained to walk properly, and the owners are restraining them, or you know, you know, they're not asking anything of them uh, because you know if they if you let the dog scan in front of you, then they're the leader, you're the peon. And then you've also put them into the PowerPoint, whereas they have to take care of you. You know what I mean? That's why they become more reactive when they're out in front of you, because they got to protect you. Because mm-hmm. okay, there's that person, there's that dog, there's that bird. <laughs> I but I got to help you here because you're the peon, and now apparently I'm the leader. Is what the dog is thinking, and so that's why they can be can become a lot more reactive when you let them scan in front. So anyway, but uh, like I say, as far as you took the time though to train your dogs, right? Well, I mean, certainly Nikki, <laughs> Stanley's um, got his own entire personality. We're still w- working with him on walking behaviors because mm-hmm. he he'll he'll be good with like you know me and my dad, but he still pushes my mom and she lets him. Okay, so we're working on that. But yeah, yeah, with Nikki because she was such a bad puller, and I was young. I was a lot younger, you know. I'm right. like ten years old. Yeah. So my parents taught me, and I remember like walking her by like I, I was walking her on the lead with my parents and they were teaching me okay she's pulling like like okay snap the collar and then like stop and stand like make her sit okay mm-hmm. and then keep walking now yeah, yeah. and i remember doing those things and i remember at a certain point i just never saw that collar again right and she's she just walked differently when we were in our neighborhood than when she was you know in the park with my mom and her running group or up north yeah um, free lead yep. Yep. on the island you know yep Yep. And that's the thing, though, too, is that when they when they when you built the manners and you've taught the lessons and such, then you can be more uh, 
the wishy-washy, I guess, is that you can let them scan in front of you as you are walking. Because you know at any time you can bring them back and they'll walk politely at your side. Mm -hmm. But first you go for the manners and then you open up and give them more leeway, you know, so because you know at any time you can get back what you want because you already taught them that. And and what you just said, too, is that the dog will react to everybody in the household a little different. You know, because everybody does mm-hmm. something a little bit different. And the dogs learn who they can push around and who they can just say, yeah, talk to the paw. <laughs> Ooh, Stanley knows. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why the thing is, and if people don't mind that, you know, that they don't want to change it as far as, you know, uh, do some dog lessons, uh, obedience lessons or whatever. Then that's, what you know, what the heck? Okay, let's see. What political cartoonist is largely responsible for defining what the modern Santa Claus should look like? We'll be back. Have you noticed anything different about Santa? Yeah, he joined the YMCA. Oh, that's why he's been singing kettlebells, kettlebells. Exactly. Plus, when you join the Y this December, you get February for free. Nice. I could sure do without his puns, though. Ho, ho, ho! I'm about to slay this workout! (laughs) (laughs) Just smile, he's the boss. Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. Oh, yeah, that can look on the board. I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, it's Michael Buble, and you ask every time this one's plays. I know. Yeah, I got a real good memory, but it's very short. Okay, what political cartoonist is largely responsible for defining what the modern Santa Claus looks like? I love that you think I could name a single political cartoonist. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Thomas Nast. Thomas Nast drew a picture of Santa Claus for the January 1st, 1881 issue of Harper's Weekly. And the rest of the media ran with it. It became the visual prototype of Santa Claus we all know and love. He also drew an earlier version of Santa Claus in January 3rd of 1863, issue of uh, Harper's Weekly, but it didn't uh, didn't stick. So the the, the modern one, that's, can you believe that, in 1881? He's got very, I looked up the picture, he's got very, like, um, German, like, Father Winter vibes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it kind of looks like a gnome from The Hobbit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hey, we got open lines. Give a holler, guys. This doesn't happen very often. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. We can get you in right away. All right. And then um, uh, you you brought up a, a deal. Yeah. About... Well, so I, you know, I do a lot of dog sitting yep. and as the holidays ramp up, I'm going to be doing a lot of dog sitting and I know a lot of other people are. And so I thought um, you could share some thoughts on how to make dogs comfortable if they're like a new dog you're working with. I know sometimes I have dogs who will hide under a couch for a whole day before okay. they interact with me. Okay. And so what do you do? Well, I ignore them, honestly. Yep. And as you should, that's what you should. And the reason is because uh, that... Uh, I brought this up several times. You know, let's say you're the person that you hate dogs, you hate cats, and you go to somebody's house that's got a dog or a cat, and you're just sitting there, you're conversing and stuff like that, and here the dog is all sniffy, sniffy, uh, here's the cat, sniffy, sniffy, and then all of a sudden the cat is on your, you know, behind you on the couch, you know, licking your hair or whatever type thing, and the dog wants either to sit and stare at you or wants to get into your lap depending on the size of the dog. And so the thing is, is that that, you know, why? Because 
were not chasing after the animal, the dog or the cat. Like, here, be my friend, reaching out to them, okay? That most dogs don't like that. They like to come in, check you out. Most cats, same thing. Don't chase the animal. So when you go over to sit down and then, like, what uh, what Ellie said, it, okay, the dog's under the couch. You know, you're right away, well, oh, come on, i got to get each out. And you, the dog is scared. He's, he's upset. So the, the thing, the last thing you do is go after the dog or you go after the cat. The best thing to do is get something like, and it works really, really good, guys, and I don't know what it is about the recipe, but K- Kentucky Fried Chicken, their original recipe, if you get some of that and then debone it and then and nuke it so the smell is in the house and then just sit down. And then pretty soon that dog is like, hey, that cat is, hey, what do you got over there? And you just kind of flip them a piece, all right, hey. Oh, that was pretty good. Don't lean into or reach out to them. You want them to seek you out and to sniff you and so that they have to warm up to you. And that's certain personality of dogs and cats. There's a lot of dogs that just, way, let's be buddies. No problem. Okay, but if you wind up with a dog or a cat that is scared, all right, so the thing is don't go after them, all right? Okay, who's up? Well, first up, we have Robert, who's doing some new landscaping in his yard, wants to think about what's most dog-friendly. All right. Hey, Robert, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. So what kind of dog do you have? I have a Pipple Catahoula mix. Oh, cool. Just one dog? Yes. Okay. And so what, what kind of lot do you have? Uh, I live right in the middle of St. Paul, and I have a third of an acre. Okay. And my partner and I are having the discussion of how to re-landscape our yard to grow, you know, more of our own food, Mm -hmm. but also to kind of create a doggy paradise for Rory. Okay. And we are hearing inconsistent information. Okay. He doesn't necessarily like being outside by himself, so it doesn't need to be huge. Right. But kind of just along the side yard and a place where we can throw the ball around and kind of keep his you know, droppings secluded to one area and out of the tomatoes. Right, yeah, that's but good. <laughs> part of it is we want to know what sort of things can we plant that would kind of keep his attention but are also okay for him to be around. As far as keeping his attention, I don't understand that. As far as, because dogs, they, um, a, a lot of people, let's say they got like an acre Okay, of mm-hmm. land, and then they they fence it in, and they're just blown away that the only rut in there is all along the fence line, and there might be right. one cut across path. All right, dogs they have a tent, they're a pacer. Okay, and so that's why things are usually in straight lines for the dogs, not zigzaggy and stuff like that. Just straight lines. And so, as far as you know, plants, you know, there's a like, there's a whole list. You can look that up. Uh, like foxglove isn't good, you know, for them. You know, in the you know that's a plant. I mean, a, um, what do you call it? flower? You know, but so that's what you want to do. Now, does uh, Rory does uh, does he like to eat plants at all? Uh, he mostly just goes for grasses. Okay. Um, okay. I've I have a strawberry patch that he has stayed out of for the most part. Okay. Uh, but he leaves my geraniums alone. He just kind of finds my ornamental grasses and munches on them when he has an upset tummy. Okay. Uh, he hasn't done that since we changed his food to Nutrisource. Yay! Uh, but he uh, he's doing better there. His coat's better. Nice. Uh, but he yeah he just kind of he he leaves them alone. 
but there's no rhyme or reason to where he poops. Okay, but that's so that's, but, that's the problem. Okay, but that's <laughs> what you've got to teach. You've got to define where you. That's where you take him out, like on a fifteen foot line, and you just okay. go to the area that you want him to go potty, and you just you know stand still and just in like in a chant, go potty, go potty. And if he tries, there's a different sniff to what came through the night to where am I going to put it? If you feel like he's digging around, just give a little, not a correction, but a tap tap. Hey hey hey, come on. Let's go potty. Keep him on task and always bring him to the same area. Okay. Don't allow him to go out of that area. You define was is, is going to be a, a four foot by eight foot piece. You know, you define the area and then you keep bringing. Now, what you got to remember is in Minnesota, you got to make sure that it's four season conducive. You know, whereas, yeah. you know, he's okay to get through a 10 foot snow drift <laughs> to get to it. Okay. Right. And so, yeah, so you can get, you can put, get him to go his doodos in any particular area but it's going to take a while to reroute his head because if he's already been you know uh, he can go anywhere in the in in the uh in the yard okay now you got to move his head that this is your spot over here so it may take three four months might even take longer of you having to take him out every time to the potty spot go potty go potty go potty and as more the more consistent you are the more faster he's going to learn and then mm-hmm. eventually what your goal is is that you can open the door and say, go potty and point. But if it looks like he's going off, the, you know, so ah, 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 get over there. Go potty. Go potty. You know, you get him, you can direct him verbally to his spot. Because usually you get the doo-doo first thing in the morning, okay? And then some dogs okay. do a doo-doo, you know, five, six o'clock at night. Every dog is different as far as how they yeah. process their food. But for sure, the, you know, every morning you get a doo-doo. And so that's why you want it. And this is a place and this is where we want it. All right. Yeah. And so that's by doing that. And as far as no, he didn't ransack sack your garden at all, did he? No. Okay, good. Because I was gonna say if he was like tromping through there and kind of wrecking it, you should put up a rabbit fence so then it keeps the rabbits out and the dogs out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's actually that's one of the things on our agenda too. We'll be working with the extension service to find out what are some good rodent control options because mm-hmm. it's like we have a little fountain pond scape in the backyard and oh, that's nice. his outdoor water source because it's you know flavored okay n- but, nice uh so he um he just kind of hangs up near there and chases the bunnies out of the yard and keeps it safe from them but <laughs> uh, you know for us it really is just like okay how do we do the waste management component and, yeah and, okay and that's teaching him where it goes and you being persistent and consistent and not getting lazy where oh fine yeah. today you just go out there i don't care no you have to have more persistent that he'll get really good at it too because that's we have 20 acres out at our place and there's just yeah. one area and uh, and like i say over if you're every dog is different the older they are the quicker they pick up on where you want it. A puppy, mm-hmm. you could. It's usually takes about two years, you know, if you get them at eight weeks, for them to truly understand this is my potty spot, right? Yeah. But yeah, so that but as far as you know, grasses and stuff like that. Yeah, just look that up. You know, what grasses or what plants are poisonous to dogs, and then um, now you don't have a cat, do you? No. Oh, good. Okay, because you don't ever you don't want any kind of lily in your yard if you have if you have cats. Right. So anyway, yeah. Bye. I used to have one, and the dog got along great with her, mm-hmm. uh, but she passed away at the uh, ripe old age of 17. Oh, my. And nice. My my partner is allergic to cats, oh, so okay. there is a dis- discussion of getting a second dog. Okay. Um, but that is, 
you know, that's a springtime discussion, yes, not a that, middle of the winter discussion. Yeah, that is not a good time right now. It's not. But yeah, so just to create your area, the area you want your dog to go potty in, and then that's just it. Okay, and then okay. just you know, just teach them go potty, go potty, and when they does go potty, does verbally good potty. Now remember, when you take them out to go potty, a Minnesota dog is only out there for two minutes, no yeah. more. Because you don't want them to be a putzer out there. You want them to get it out there, get it done, and then now we get to go back into the house. If two mm-hmm. minutes is up and they haven't done anything, bring them in the house, wait a minute or two, take them back out, try it again. So you're going to teach okay. them what it's called, where it goes, okay? Perfect. And then you can put, what you you know, if your dog pees in one spot, and this is heads up for uh, dogs that have a girl, do you have a girl dog or a boy dog? Boy dog. Okay. So for girls, especially their urine is more acidic, you can get mm-hmm. a gypsum, G Y. S P G Y S P U M gypsum and it fertilizes your lawn, but it ultra neutralizes the urine and the acid or the acid in the urine. There you go. So you, you're less likely with getting the, the brown spots. Now, boy, oh, okay. now brown dog, brown dogs sometimes boy dogs they have a tendency to always go in the exact same place. Okay, and so uh-huh. over time, if they would just spit over here and then a spit over there and a spit over here and not always go to the exact same thing, if they go to the exact same they, they spot, they will just burn the crap out of it. There's nothing you can do. Put some shavings yeah. down there or something like that. Okay, but okay. yeah, but otherwise, uh, you know, if they if they, they do sometimes they go pot, you know, they relieve over here and then sometimes we relieve over there. If you have the gypsum, you know, in it, then uh, in the lawn, and usually you put it on like uh, three times: once in the spring, once in the fall, uh, summer, and once in the fall. And uh, and it really helps out. Like I said, it fertilizes the lawn and gets rid of those the spots. Okay. Do you think it'd be worthwhile to put down like uh, like a mulch or pea gravel in his area? You could do, you could definitely do that. The problem with that is then you've got to have something like anti icky poo or something like that every once in a while. Or well, see that you can't dig around with the, the smell. You you know don't ever use bleach, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, because with the pea rock and stuff like that, sometimes the odor if it's not drained right will start smelling quite a bit. But you can try it. But so you got to remember okay. too that dogs why dogs usually go potty on the carpet it's because it's like standing on a padded toilet seat all right whereas they're comfortable that's why almost yeah. every time they always go potty on a rug or a carpet and so now when you like if you've got the p-rock that texture underneath his paws he may not care for now the shavings he may be fine with the shavings if you get some you know fine shavings okay, uh, okay. or some fine uh chips all right but yeah so okay. just relearning and teaching and for him to be okay with it okay Perfect. Okay. Well, good luck. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great Merry Christmas and a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. But, yeah, that's um, that's huge in my book is to have a potty area for the dog. The dog does not need your whole yard such as it is. Like, I got 20 acres, which I'm lucky, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, is that when people have smaller lots, you don't need to, no matter where you go, you, you know, if you don't pick it up right away, you've got a problem. And so that's why you can teach a dog to go in a particular area and if you're very diligent about it. So anyway, okay. So I uh, got a question. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay. Name, or a, here's a, I'm going to give you the sentence in the song. Okay. And then you have to figure out what song it belongs to. Okay. Okay. Okay, ready? Uh, da, 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 where am I at? Uh, okay. Bearing, bearing gifts we travels so far. Travis, not travels, Travis. 
Bearing Gifts We Travis Afar. We'll be right back. You're as I haven't watched as I watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer last night. I was just thinking, I haven't watched The Grinch yet. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Yeah, no, that and I, I gotta watch Elf. I'll do that tonight. Do I try now? I'm packaging all the Alaska boxes tonight because I want to get them out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thought, well, I'm going to wait till Tuesday. But then the thing is, is that no, it's been taking four to five days to get there, and Christmas is next weekend. So I was like, well, better get them out tomorrow. I mean, I'm shocked they even get them out there that quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, I I do that priority if it fits the chips. Yeah. You know, for a billion dollars. Yep. But it is what it is. I did that when I was selling things on eBay, and I made the seller eat the cost. Or the buyer eat the cost. Oh, look at you. I know, fancy. Okay, bearing gifts, we Travis afar. Okay, I'll give you the three or four choices. Jingle Bell, Silent Night, I'll Be Home for Christmas, or We Three Kings. Silent Night or We Three Kings? Probably We Three Kings. Ding, ding, ding. It is We Three Kings. Bearing gifts, we Travis afar. Right away, I'm thinking, you know, everybody could hear, I bet you everybody out there listening were were humming, you know, through different Christmas songs, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out which one it belonged to. So I've done that so many times. I mean, I I got the, uh, we got gifts and we're going real far. I'm, I'm going to assume it's the three kids. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Who's up? Well, next up, we have Doug, who's got two dogs. One is just ravenously chewing on his wood furniture, and the other's been having accidents in the house. Ooh. Hey, Doug, how you doing? It's actually Don. Don. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, that's ha- all right. So I've got, I've got a pit, beer, a pit bull terrier mix. Okay. He is five years, or I should say she is, five years old-ish. We got her from a rescue. Okay. Uh, and we moved into a new uh, townhome, and for whatever reason, she finds it necessary to chew on woodwork, not not the furniture, but the staircase. Oh, okay. So, so there, there, there's, um, I don't know if you can imagine this, she got pillars at the beginning of the staircase, so there's trim around that, so she's chewed on that. And then on your way up the scare, staircase where you've got white, um, you know, the, the white runners that go up and okay. then when they turn, they got, they, they put on little corner pieces. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Just, she, she's hell bent on tuning on the corner pieces. Really? So I don't know, I don't know why she's doing that, but she's, she's going to make a very expensive job out of replacing it. Yeah. Okay. A couple questions. Um, what do you have for her to chew on? She's got multiple toys. Um, just the other day, we got her um, a, a, a butcher's bone from from the meat case in the in the store. Okay. Um, she's had rawhide in the past, so she's got plenty of things to, okay. to chew on. Unless you unless you got other recommendations. Okay, but okay, and then the next question: What do you feed her? Um, we mix it up, but right now she's on a Purina uh, protein diet. Um, I, I don't know the exact. I don't. I know it's lamb and something else. So I mean, she she eats very very well. She she loves the food. Right, but see, a lot of times, see, dogs have the uncanny ability when they're missing something in their diet to find it around them. All right, and so for her to specifically pick on these particular wood things. Now, how long have you had had her? No, uh, about uh, three four years. Oh, okay, okay. Now, any place else that you lived, did she chew on anything like that? Let's see. Um, no, she didn't. Just in, just in this townhome. Okay. Um, and it's just those two spots, the spindles and the corners. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's hard to explain, but it's it's the um, 
It's it's all corner woodwork is what okay. she's chewing on. Yep. And if she's she's never done that before. So what I was nope. first, what I first of all, okay, is she doing it like at night when you leave during you know when when you're around? Does she start it? No, she, she'll never do it when I'm there. So she's doing it. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm usually at work at four thirty in the morning. Don't get home till three three thirty in the afternoon. Okay. Um, and then then she doesn't have a lot of people paying attention to her um, when I'm gone. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because out of boredom, she's finding her her thing. Okay. The the thing is, is a couple two things to address here. Okay. Number one, um, like like, do you know what the Kong toys are? The K O N G Kongs. Yeah, I mean, that's, are those the ones you, I mean, we put peanut butter in them. Yeah, for. or you put yogurt and put some um, uh, veggies in there or something like that. Make it more uh, healthier for her and more of a puzzle for her, okay? But, right, first of all, what I would do is if she has not done this before, um, I would blame it on two things, boredom and food. And so I would change the food. And, of course, you know I love my Nutrisource from Perm, Minnesota. I would rotate into that because what you're feeding is kind of what we call a low-grade food, okay? And so that's why she mm-hmm. might need a little extra kick in. Is that a question of, yeah, she eats. But the thing is is that she's not getting enough of the stuff that she needs. And so I would switch and rotate into one of the Nutrisource products. I would, um, go, like, you could try their turkey and rice. You could try their beef and rice. And then maybe their Heartland Select. That's a, um, that's a grain free buy smaller bags so you go through it faster and you just rotate it in and then once you've had it she's had it and it comes back into rotation you just open the you know open the bag and and feed it i would also with her add some probiotics and digestive enzyme and the two separate thing probiotic uh, digestive enzyme and there's also a product out there it's called healthy gut healthy gut and that seems to, if you don't want to do the probiotic and the digestive, you could just try the healthy gut. Okay. And I believe that's from animalessentials.com, I think. But anyways, quit. But it sounds like her gut needs some help. And then also that's a long time, you know, 10, 12 hours being by yourself. Now, do you have another dog or is that she just all by herself? No, we got another dog. And my, my wife's home. And so, so oh. she sees them. Oh, I see. Okay. But. But I mean, they they certainly don't get the kind of attention that they they should when uh, well they when don't I'm there. Yeah, but, but she, she does. Yeah, she doesn't need attention. You know, like every hour. No, it's just you know you know like teaching a trick, draining her brain, not exercising her physically. All that does is build an athlete. If you go out and throw the ball fifty times, you're going to create a compulsive disorder. You'll probably blow an ACL or a hip. You know, with that. So the whole thing is is like to teach tricks or whatever type thing. But like I said, I would start with her gut by changing into a better dog food, add that healthy gut, and then and that would be the first thing that I would do. Because by chewing on wood like that, if she's not doing it, something's wrong. You know, and as she ages, as we age, our gut gets different. Do you want to hold on? We got to run to break, and so when we get come back, then we'll answer your we'll continue. Okay, so hold on. Okay, uh, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. What song?